Hey friends, welcome to the podcast and on today's episode, Justin Livingston of Unity Road stops by to talk about the modernization of the cannabis experience and how you can get involved in your own franchise. And my guest on today's podcast, as I said, Justin Livingston from Unity Road. My friend, it is good to see you again. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am excellent. Things are starting to open up. The world's looking a little bit different. So uh, we're very excited to get back to talking about the idea of franchising in the cannabis space. But before we do that, Justin, as sort of my eyes and ears on the ground of how fast this industry is moving, what are you guys seeing right now that is kind of the the tip of the sphere, if you will, in the cannabis world? Yeah, the theme remains patience and being nimble because things change at the drop of a hat. Just last week, we gained a state and lost a state. And so things are, things are pretty crazy. Things move quickly. The one thing that is continuing to happen is that there's more and more availability. The stigma continues to change as the product becomes more and more available. Lives are continuing to be changed, both at the medicinal standpoint, but also from the business standpoint, from very local communities all the way up to to states who are using this as a recovery vehicle. Yeah, it's amazing how fast this is all moving, which is why I have uh, the pleasure of talking to people like you to kind of keep us uh, grounded in what's happening in the world of cannabis. So for those who may not remember from the first podcast, or maybe this is their first time bumping into the brand of Unity Road, can you kind of give the elevator pitch so people know what we're talking about for the rest of this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So we are a dispensary franchise. So Unity Road has taken a really deep bench of folks over 150 years of collective experience in cannabis and about 60 years of collective experience in franchising and merged those two industries together so that we as franchise people, that's my background at our core, can offer people that roadmap, right? that recipe for success that is so desperately needed because I think complicated will be our word of the day, Eric. So uh, it's always the word of the day in this industry. Yes, so it is. Being able to offer people that roadmap and kind of ride shotgun with them through this journey is really what franchising is all about. And there's probably no industry in the world that needs that roadmap more than cannabis right now. And speaking of that roadmap, one of the first steps we need to talk about is the licensing, getting a dispensary license and the steps that I would need to do that. So, for example, let's say I owned a different type of franchise. I see the growth opportunity here. I want to get involved. I reach out to you guys. What is the process of getting a license in the current state of the way that it is? Yeah, so it's complicated, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) as promised. But, but it's attainable. And, and Michigan is really leading the way in trying to trying to get this product out there. And, and if you live in Michigan and you're seeing it, you're seeing these dispensaries pop up, you're seeing the availability of the product and you're seeing people able to change their lives through the business ownership of a dispensary. So there's a couple different avenues. Uh, there are new licenses, which is happening in Michigan and not happening elsewhere. And so there's some opportunity to get in ground floor and do this from scratch and going through that application process, which is pretty tedious and really competitive, as you can imagine. There's acquisitions of existing dispensaries. There are people who got into this industry, got a store open and realized it's complicated and and perhaps don't have the funds to continue or just don't have the team in place to be able to balance profitability and compliance, which is a really tough thing to do in this industry. And people who know retail got into this and realized that that's not something that just your normal average retail experience can bring to you, kind of balancing that profitability and compliance piece. 
And then there's acquisitions of licenses too. So there's several different roads to go down depending on where you are and what your municipality will allow and what your budget is and what you're looking to do. And so that goes right into your backyard, which is franchising. And I would imagine as somebody comes into the Unity Road ecosystem, they probably have a fair number of questions and probably come in with some sort of myths about how this works. Can you kind of walk through a couple of those that we can debunk right here? Yeah. So let's just start with franchising because uh, franchising has battled myths for, well, since way before I was in it, and that's been a long time, which is that the franchising is about the franchisor. Good franchises are about the franchisee. It's about empowering local people to keep the money in their community. And in this industry, that's unique and really critical. And it's about empowering people to change their lives, to create wealth and, and make a change where they are in control and their actions directly impact their family and their future as opposed to an independent business, which God bless people give that a shot, but the failure rates are, are really high and failure can be catastrophic to families. So doing something with a roadmap of success is really what franchising is all about. And it's really about keeping it local. So contrary to some of the big MSOs and folks that are in this cannabis industry, franchising isn't about the big picture from a financial standpoint. It's about you. It's about the franchisee. It's about what they can do to keep the money on their street in their local communities and their families and impart change in communities in ways that they just simply couldn't do on their own. Now, with your 150 years of experience on both sides of the aisle, the franchisor e side and the cannabis side, where are you seeing these businesses go astray? If you're a multi-unit franchise, if you will, or even, as you said, a mom and pop shop, where are those places where they hit friction and that friction can, as you said, be catastrophic? It's really balance. So there's so many different pieces to this compliance and profitability. When I say balance, that's really what I'm talking about. It's not so hard to open your doors as long as you got product on your shelves to make money, but to be profitable and to balance that with compliance is really complicated. And so being able to do that and unique to this industry, Eric, too, right? There isn't a huge compliance component in many franchises in many industries. So being able to balance that is really, really important. And then it's just depth of bench. So as an independent, as a mom and pop, and again, we all love that story, but you don't have the resources or the bandwidth to be the marketing person, the compliance person, the vendor relationships and supply chain person, the, 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 all of these different aspects of this business that each individual one can be a point of failure or friction, as you said, you've got that team with the franchise. So a good franchise says, here's your marketing plan and here's your marketing support team. And here are the things we're going to do to help drive traffic to your store and present the brand to your community. And on a compliance side, we have compliance managers who are consistently looking because these rules change. It's not like they were set and then uh, forgotten about. These rules change all the time. And if you're caught uncompliant, well, you have a real problem. Uh, and so making sure that somebody's watching that pace, the product mix, making sure that you have the best pricing, that you always have product on your shelf, should there be any kind of shortfalls and leveraging that buying power. So as an independent, how do I do all of those things? It's impossible. And then if I'm behind the counter also, there's just not enough hours in the day. And so being able to have that depth of bench to be able to hit each one of those things, any one of which could be one of those catastrophic failures that if you just take your eye off that particular ball, it may, the house of cards may come tumbling down. It's, so it's important to have that support piece there. 
Now, speaking of compliance, and I don't expect at any point compliance will be loosened up, but with your experience and understanding of the, the universe, what will be the tipping point that compliance will normalize, where you will know the rules and they won't be quite as rapidly changing or you know, morphing in your eyes. So you've got a compliance officer who understands A, then A becomes Z, then Z becomes F, and they're sort of, they missed three steps, so now we're, you're out of compliance. What will make that a little bit more normalized? Time. So we're still dealing with the product that we're learning about. So the, the product has been around since the dawn of time. From a, a commercial standpoint, from a retail standpoint, we're learning. There are new methods of consumption that come out every day. I walk into our dispenser, I look at the product mix, and there are products there that I don't even know what to do with them. Right? And so <laughs> we're all still, and, and that varies from state to state, by the way. And so we're, we're still learning about how to best use this product to address both the medicinal and the recreational side. And so until there's some consistency in that, take another, take alcohol, another highly regulated industry from a compliance standpoint, the rules are make sure that it's used responsibly, right? It doesn't go into underage hands. Uh, people aren't overserved or overusing and people can enjoy this in a safe manner. Compliance on the cannabis side has all of those goals at heart with a product that we're still developing. And so I think once that normalizes and and then we can start focusing just on things of making sure that we're tracking it from seed to sale and that we're making sure that it's going into the right hands for the right reasons i think that's when things normalize a little bit and then we get into that kind of routine where there is some predictability to it now every industry that i've spoken to over the last 14 months is feeling some sort of hit in varying degrees justin on the supply chain. And so can you give me a 10,000 foot view of the supply chain in the cannabis industry and, and what is going on there? Yeah, so supply chain, especially in newer markets and Michigan's kind of over that hump can be really up and down. You know, the availability can be inconsistent. The, the product itself can be inconsistent. So a couple different avenues to answer the question. One of which is having a franchisor comes in with some buying power because buying for a store is really difficult. As a supplier, as a vendor, especially with limited inventory, I, I'm not interested in the one-offs. I'm interested in the guy that has two, three, five, ten 10 stores. And so with a franchise, you kind of have that buying power, even if perhaps you only have the one store. So that eliminates for our franchisees a lot of the inconsistencies. Never want to have bare shelves, right? And if there's no right. product, then everybody has bare shelves. Okay. But if somebody has bare shelves, it's not going to be our folks. Right. And so right. having that consistency to have the product, but then even negotiating pricing in this industry, uh, it's notorious for different people paying different prices. And so you've got a dispensaries across the street from each other, one of which did a better job negotiating because they had a bit more bandwidth with a vendor. And now they're selling a product for two, five, ten dollars less than the guy across the street. How do you compete with that? So we want to be highest quality at the best pricing and the most profitability for our franchises. And that kind of eliminates some of the peaks and valleys of the supply chain that independents, frankly, are really grappling with right now. Now let's talk about modernization. You started to see this in the state of Michigan when medicinal use came in. You would see these dispensaries open up and they had that Apple store look to them and, and that continues on. But I imagine... Unity Road at their core is continuing to figure out what the modern cannabis consumer wants, not only one who's been using for 10, 15, 20 years, but one who just discovered it or was able to use it last week and how that customer is changing. Can you talk about what the modernization might look like as we go into 2022, 25, 30 and beyond? 
Yeah, so the customer has changed. You've got your longtime user that knows exactly what they want. They want to be in, they want to be out, they want to have a good customer experience, but they don't want to talk. They don't want to shop. They don't want to hang around. And so you have to be able to continue to cater to that audience. But now you've got this whole new audience of buyers, the decision makers in the home that are going to the grocery store, the liquor store, and now the dispensary to decide what comes into the home, both recreationally and medicinally. And so how do you cater to that person? And it really comes down to education, 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 education. We put out so much content in our blogs and our websites and our webinars and things like uh, this opportunities to be able to talk to your great folks here. We just need to tell people about this industry, about this product. And that translates into our stores as well. As people come in who are the longtime users and the can of curious and the new folks who are just trying to figure out if this is a product that they want to or an industry that they want to really partake in, it's all about making sure that there's a buying experience that's very customer focused. And so the deli style where you walk up and the eyeballs are burning in the back of your head of the guy behind you when you ask a question, heaven forbid. Right. Uh, that's got to go away. Uh, it, it really keeps people out of this entire industry. And so we take this consultative shopping approach. It's very customer centric where you can walk in. And if I know what I want, I pre-order online, I go to the VIP, I'm in, I'm out, it's done. Right. And I'm happy. But if I have uh, a desire to try something new, or if my buddies are in town for a golf tournament, or the girls are going out to a concert or whatever it is, I want to be able to walk in and, and ask some questions. And I want them to ask me questions about what I'm trying to accomplish. Do I want to go up, down, long, short, eat short, it, smoke yeah. it? What are, what are the opportunities for me to have not only a good customer experience, but then a good product experience? And that creates customer loyalty that we haven't seen in this industry because it's so fragmented. You go into the Apple store dispensary and then you go into one where you're like, I'll never come in here again because I don't feel safe. I don't feel cared about. I don't feel like a, a, a valued customer. I feel like the next person in line that they're trying to just get, get out of the door, right? Absolutely. Justin Livington, if people want to learn more about Unity Road, where's the best place for them to do that? You got to call us. You got to jump on our website, unityroad.com, unityrd.com. You got to get onto our webinars. We do weekly webinars. We are just trying to put information out there as much as possible and as many mediums as possible so that you all can be educated. And we love having conversations about what's going on and trying to help people set off on a path to change their lives for generations to come. My man, have an awesome week. Great to talk to you. Thanks. You did the same.